0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard at the midway point between Premiership action and European qualifiers. Michael Beale defends his side's style of play as Fashion Sakala gets set to leave the club ahead of Servette tomorrow. Carl Starfelt appears to be on his way out of Glasgow as Celtic start eyeing replacements and Hearts continue their summer recruitment drive with the capture of Costa Rican Kenneth Vargas. I'm Gordon Duncan and joining me tonight, your two favourites mm. or something along those lines, Gordon Diel <laughs> and Mark Wilson. Yep, well, a big week, Gordon, for our teams once again. European football just round the corner. And for two of our sides, Rangers and Hibs, they have to bounce back from incredibly disappointing weekends. Um, Rangers at home tomorrow against Hervey, Hibs versus losing. So big, big games coming up and they have to get things on the right track ASAP. We've just started the season, we're now talking about big games. Obviously for Rangers after a disappointing trip to Rugby Park and well done to Kamara. I really enjoyed the weekend's football, Gordon. I enjoyed it that much. I took a trip down the M8 to the capital to watch Hibs and St Mirren. 17,500 turned up for it. It just shows you the product's there. If we can produce week in, week out, the crowds will come out in numbers and it was the same all over the country mm. and uh, good entertainment. I'll get to the real reason you were at Easter Road very soon. But um, 01419511025, if you want to get in touch, and please do. We're here on Twitter, at Clyde SSB. Of course, in case you've just come back your holidays or you've not heard the news, you can now watch the show as well as listen to it. So for those of you who are looking for a different dining experience this dinner time, uh, feel free to head over to YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and you can watch the show and join in there as well. So lots of ways that you can get in touch. Uh, and keep across everything that is happening. Where are you then? I think you Rangers fans might still have the weekend on your mind. We had a lot of negativity, a lot of frustration about the performance on last night's show. Those of you who didn't get through, maybe you want to come on and have your say. And then, of course, it's now with tomorrow in mind. Massive game. Servette, Michael Beale spoke today, defended the way his team play. So what did you make of those comments? How does that match what you're seeing? And... Fashion Sakala, it does indeed, well, as he's, Michael Beale said it, he has taken to Instagram like players do these days. He's on his way. What do you make of that? Is that the right move, Rangers fans? Would you like to keep a hold of him? And anything else that goes around your club at the moment, get your calls in. Celtic fans, Carl Starfelt. Honestly, can you imagine in Gordon DL's day, it was his dentist that revealed that he was moving club. His lawyer, maybe, I think, not his dentist. <laughs> uh, but such is the way of it. And uh, yeah, I think Brendan Rodgers alluded to it at the weekend as well. What do you make of that? Is it is that a good opportunity to try and upgrade that position or do you sort of fear the worst that um, he's actually been a pretty valued member of the squad? Have you got your eyes on any replacements? You can come on and suggest some names. Maybe the Celtic recruitment staff are listening. I know there are some names out there already. Uh, but Celtic fans, what do you make of that? And anyone else that's out there will take more praise for you St Mirren fans after the performance at the weekend. Kelly fans, maybe you think last night was all about the Rangers post-mortem. What about credit for your club? And anything else out there, 01419511025. It's a busy old start to the season, Mark. Certainly is. I mean, not only did we have the opening games of the season that threw up a, a shock. Uh, it's always a shock when Rangers and Celtic get beaten the opening day. But we have players departing, um, Rangers and Celtic, very early on. Um, Sakala probably split... <sighs> 
opinions with the Rangers fans. The, there were some Rangers fans that thought he could do a job, that he, he brought an element of mayhem when he played. I'm probably of that opinion that there was something there in him, but others that thought he maybe crumbled when it was an all-important moment in the big games and he, he wasn't really the player to take Rangers further. And for Celtic, Starfield, well, he had his critics. I was one of them sometimes in possession, but I thought he was a terrific defender mm. who struck up a terrific partnership with Carter Vickers. But it looks like he's he's now gone and Celtic have to move on and probably bring in someone else to fill that void. You two are used to this by mm. now. Since we united you on a Tuesday night, Gordon, clearly you get the, the leftover fallout from the weekend. And then if there is a midweek fixture, those two worlds collide. If you're a Rangers fan... You're waking up this morning, I would imagine, they can tell us on the phone lines, not feeling any better about the weekend's performance, but realising that it has to get better quickly because Servette are about to come to town. You tune in, hear what Michael Beale has to say, we'll play that in the not-too-distant future. That either makes you feel better about things or it makes you even more annoyed at what's been going on. Yeah, I think um, all Rangers fans travelling to Ibrox tomorrow night, Gordon, will be looking for a massive improvement. Of course they will. They'll be looking for a good result to take over there. It'll be a difficult game. What I've seen of this team is the one thing they're very well organised. They've got off to a good start. Um, they had a terrific result in Belgium. So it won't be a walk in the park. Uh, Rangers will need to play a lot better. And I think the most interesting thing for a lot of people is Michael Beale will get criticised for his team selection at the weekend, rightly or wrongly. Uh, at the end of the day, that's you know, Michael's Bale's decision. I'm interested to see what he's going to start with tomorrow night at Ibrox. I, I think he rightly got criticised for his team selection. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's one thing doing it and you get away with it and you win. But when you play in that manner and you get beat, then you have to take it on the chin. Mm -hmm. I thought the Cantwell one was a strange one. There might be some reason... I know Michael Beale said that maybe the early part of the game didn't suit him, but I'm always of the opinion, get your best players on the pitch and let the game unfold before, you know, you can make that decision. Maybe you can make that decision um, after the game and say, well, it didn't, the game didn't suit him, so I shouldn't have played. But get your best mm -hmm. players on the pitch, especially someone as creative as him. And it seemed like the style people I've seen in social media, I was listening to the show last night, people saying there was no style. I looked at that when we were in the studio and we were just about to leave. Very, very direct. More direct than I can remember a Rangers mm. side. Now, that could have been to do with the surface, but it kept happening. Surely you've got to change up a bit as the game wears on and, and you figure out that's not really mm. working. The command at the back line were, were kind of dealing with it ease. So I think the criticism is merited, but Michael Beale will have to take it on the chin and... Uh, the team will have to perform much, much better if they're going to get through this uh, Champions League qualifying. Okay, well, let's hear a bit from Michael Beale, Rangers fans, and you can let us know what you make of this. Give us a call right now, please. 01419511025. He is defending Rangers' style of play. There has been a lot of criticism for that performance on Saturday, but he thinks this busy schedule coming up might actually help them improve. Listen, there's loads of coaches after a game you don't win. And that's that's the nature of the business. That's being a football coach. You try to black that out. You believe in the work that you're doing. The team played the same way and won a hell of a lot of games last season, scoring lots of goals. So, and certainly away from home. So you know when it's right, it's right, and when it's wrong, I get it. And it's everyone's uh, entitled to their own opinion. I believe uh, the way that we play is fine. Uh, we just have to be a bit more decisive. 
I think at this moment in time, more playing and, and less analysing and, you know, you can only play the next game. You don't start 1-0 up or 1-0 down. You just play the next game that's in front of you and I think that the ball needs to roll a little bit. We've signed good players. They come from good pedigree. They come from good clubs. You can all, you all went and done the background checks on them coming in. So, OK, let's just get on with playing. The fans will get behind the team as long as the team play with the energy of the fans and, and they want they want to see which is what everybody inside is pushing for as well what do you think Rangers fans is that fair 01419511025 let's ask Paul on the line Paul dust starting to settle a bit from the weekend what's on your mind now hi thanks for letting me on uh, guys um, I, I tried to on yesterday but obviously I've been a busy busy um, few days but uh, I kind of just try to rationalise things in my head but I'll be honest with you might sound a bit of scattergun, but I've been saying it for a while, to be honest. Um, I've had my doubts about James Tarfey as captain of Rangers, to be honest. Um, I think he's come through a period of failure. You know, he's been a captain when Celtic have wanted to win four trebles. He's been in countless cup finals we've lost. He's been through periods of managers. And I'll be honest with you, Dick Adrick had it in the late 90s. He made a tough call. He took the captain's off of Amoruso and gave it to a young Barry Ferguson who got into you know to, to be a great captain with Rangers um, and I'll be honest with you I think we need that level of change I, I know it's only after the Kilmarnock game but I'll be honest with you I didn't see any leadership from Tavernier I know he scores goals I know he scores cracking goals he's got assists and all that's a right back you can't argue against that but doesn't make you a great captain and, and I'll be honest with you I'm not in the Ibrox day in and day I don't see what happens in the training pitch but I've seen many games where we've went and got beat so Kilmarnock there and then I've seen more from Jack Butland urging the team to move forward than I did James Tavernier. I don't see him, I'm saying we need a shout or a scream or that in the pitch, but it would help a wee bit. And I'll be honest with you, he comes out with the same statement again and again and again. And to me, it made me laugh a bit rather than cry, but he says, oh, we're going to play a European game. Uh, the European teams play a wee bit different than the Scottish teams. He's been in Scottish football for seven years. He knows the way we're mm. going to come up against stuffy teams. Uh, I'm getting really cheesed off with it if I'm being honest with you I don't see I'll give Bill more you know, credit because he, you know, he's put a new players so I know it takes time you know, 1998 99 season I just lost his first game on to win a treble but I've went to all the pre-season games I don't see any identity I think we play far too narrow he takes he plays two central defensive midfielders I don't know why he played Winston and Raskin I, don't know, I just don't get it He's much more, I know Mark, I heard Mark there saying we're much more attacking, but it didn't feel like that, Mark. It felt we're a pedestrian. It's that slow build-up. You can predict the way we play. I, do you know what? I laughed. I said, I bet he makes us up at 60 minutes. He did. I bet he takes Dessers off and puts Danilo on. Aye. It's like for like replacements. I'll take Winston off. I'll bring on another central defender, what, uh, midfielder. But why can you not mix it up? Why not make the change at 45 minutes? It wasn't working. Alright, I'll tell you what, there's a few good points made, Paul. Let's do them in reverse order, if you like. Identity was the word. And it can be one of these buzzwords that gets thrown around, maybe overused a little bit in, in football speak at the, the moment, Mark. But it is that where a lot of the Rangers fans are, are struggling a bit at the moment. Michael Beale was clearly asked about it today. He says, I think the way we play is fine. We, we've yeah. won a lot of games and we scored a lot of goals last season. Um... Is, is, there a, is, there, is there an identity? What is it at the moment? How would you describe what, what you see? What I saw at the weekend was a bit what Paul says, a bit pedestrian. What I meant about 
getting the ball forward more direct. Um, numerous occasions under no pressure, Tavenier, Goldson, whoever, Suter was just going direct and trying to go over the top. Now, that's not very entertaining to watch. I, I, I get it can be effective in some games uh, and for a period of a game, maybe the opening stages, but to keep doing it, then you start to think they kind of ran out of ideas. I think the Rangers fans going along this year were really expecting something, not so much groundbreaking, but something different from what they've seen year after year. I think they expected a departure from the, the usual formation that they've been playing, the 4-3-3 or whatever variation of that they were playing. I think they were looking for an out-and-out out two up top. And it looked like that at mm. times at the weekend. And it looked like a diamond, but it seemed to be the same tactics. If it wasn't direct, it was shunted out wide to Tavernier or Barisic and it was one touch and put the ball in the box. No real invention round the box, no real creativity. And that's why I was so surprised with a mission I can't well because last season, when he came in, he was the one player that gave it that wee bit of creativity. So I'm struggling to kind of put my finger on what it is Beal's been working on. To, to be fair, right, it's one game. It's away from home, difficult fixture, pitch that everybody identifies, same for both sides. I thought he played the pitch at the weekend. I think that's why Cantwell was left out because I thought Rangers under Beal with the new players, his team, all these new players in there would have played a different brand, different style of football. It was the most direct I've ever seen a Rangers team playing for a long, long time. So I think he went down there with a game plan to get the ball early, very quickly, and hope he's forwards. He sat there with his midfield, tried to make it nice and solid, win the battle in there. We're picking the bones out of it because if he goes down there and the result goes for him, everything's fine. But when you're a Rangers manager, you brought in so many players. Yeah, but, res but result and performance were both missing, weren't they? Yeah. It's not as yeah. if, like, you, you can lose games of football and, you, you know, they could have battered Kilmarnock Kilmarnock nick it and you think like nine times out of ten that way we played will work but I don't think any Rangers fans will, will feel that I, way I, I was listening to Paul there talking about identifying style of play and everything I went along to uh, one of the pre-season games at Ibrox and I was sitting and I was watching and I'm thinking I don't see the pattern here right I don't know what he's trying to do I know that he's got a formation in possession formation out of possession it looked like me that they hadn't enough time to work on that. I thought players didn't really understand where they had to be. It was the same on Saturday. But I agree with Michael Bale. It's, look, it's early. How many players Absolutely. have come in? They're getting used to right. playing with Rangers, yep. getting used to the Scottish game. They've got a massive game tomorrow night because there's got to be a lot of mm. pressure on them. And it's only early in the season. And then they've got Livingston at the weekend. So it's a big four days for Rangers, I think. There's a lot of ground to cover quickly, Paul, because you, you kicked off with James Tavernier and we've heard this loads. It's such a popular, if that's the right phrase, argument about his suitability as captain. Is that Rangers' biggest problem though, right now? I think that's what some of the... It's not so much that people defend James Tavernier, it's maybe people saying, is that a huge issue? Would it really change? Does it change anything? What, what do you do? You take the captaincy off him, you give it to someone else... Does it really change anything? Does it really achieve anything? Do you, do you really believe that it would? It, well, I feel it did and then. I know I'll go back to it, but Barry Ferguson became the captain. Why did that happen? That was a big change, but it made a difference, to be honest. So I just feel he's been through. He's been with Rangers so long. My point is that he's been through so much failure. I just think it needs a rebrand, and I, I think we've changed, chopped and changed managers. And 
No, I just think maybe a different type of captain. It might, it might, it might make a difference. But do you know what? It's, I guess it's one one game in, but. I went to all the pre-season games as well, and I pick up on what Gordon says. There isn't any identity, and you know, Michael Beale talks a good, a good game. Everything he says, his articles, his press, and we've blocked, I'll take the handbrake off, we'll do this and I'll do that. I don't see it. There's a reluctance at Ibrox. I know Mark's not about tactics, and, you know, he's a pro. I wasn't. But I well. just think there's a reluctance to have. There's <laughs> uh, a reluctance to have two up front. It's as if, why have you got to mm. take Dessus off and bring Daniel? I know hang on to it all the time, but. I see a diff- what yeah. annoys me. I see my rivals. I see that with Celtic. Celtic, well, Celtic went there last year and smashed Kilmarnock up three or four nil. Yeah. Just quickly, Paul, because the, the break is fast approaching. I want to try and pin Mark down on it. You played. You're a pro, as Mark's as I think Paul said. So, so we hear. Um, I mean, d- did you ever play in a team where you think you know? You know, we've got the wrong captain. The captain's the problem. Did you ever think that first like, game at Easter Road because it was him? My mum. Um, <laughs> and, and like maybe very quick. Yes. You, maybe more specifically, would it actually change anything for Rangers, or is it? I mean, at the stage where you're kind of you know clutching for solutions. You know things? what? Actually, it's a funny one. I'm not going to name names because it's unfair. But oh, early yes. on, Go no, on. I, no, early on in my career when uh, I was playing, there was certain a couple of captains that weren't right very quiet in the dress room and there were stronger personalities and I think a change came shortly after and it did have an effect, mm. positive effect. I don't know what James Tavenier is like in the dress room. Look, Paul makes a reasonable point. You get the same captain. I don't think it would take anything away from James Tavenier's performance, but Paul's maybe right. Mm. Maybe it does need a rebrand. Maybe it does need something different. And Does I think the Rangers like fans... a shot in the dark a bit. Mm. But what you've got to, actual material. What you've difference. got to take into consideration, Paul says there, James Tavernier's been at Rangers what seven seasons, right? How many managers have Rangers had? They've had a few managers. Every manager comes in now. If they didn't think that Tavernier had the captain's, you know, leadership, mm. then they would have changed it. Everyone's kept him as a captain, right. so he must have something. Okay, we'll leave it there. Thank you, Paul. Scott is in Govan, and he is coming up next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Listen and watch. Check the Twitter feed at Clyde SSB. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141 951 1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Mark Wilson and Gordon DL are here. It's 0141 951 1025. Twitter at Clyde SSB. Yes, we are still here on the live stream, I believe. You two haven't done anything to disgrace yourselves yet. Not yet. One weekend, you've, you've survived. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I tell you what, what about him during the break, though? Well, saying, do you think my biceps look bigger? <laughs> I did not. He did. Saying, is he working he on did. them for the cup? He did. <laughs> and he says to John there, he's been in the gym more often. And he's been at uh, a local shop, I'd be allowed to say. That's, that's Looking it. Sharp. Zara. Looking sharp. He's never been in Zara in his I'm, life I'm until get, we started going live. I'm <laughs> And he said, Do you like my new trainers? Because that camera angle picks up his trainers. They're a, they're a size two wee, my feet two, are killing. Two me. possibilities here. Either either you have or that that is the tightest sleeve I've ever seen you buy before. So Well, I've got uh, 
The honest truth, right? I, you know I tell the truth. Black is I, slimming as well. I went for a small just so that the arms look bigger. No way that's it. No, and you notice how, how he, just, he just goes out just before we start and he, I think he's going to be I've got, I've got some weights out there. Yeah. That big bathroom in there's spacious for what it's worth if you're, if you're that way inclined. Uh, you're a joke. I'm running out of clothes. A man of your age tensing his biceps for uh, the camera. Remarkable. Anyway, let's bring in Scott and Govan who's been hanging on for ages. I am sorry, Scott. You've been hanging on and here's me talking rubbish about Gordon DL's arms. So, what's on your mind tonight? Basically, it's the Rangers signing the nine players. As a Rangers fan, see when it got to like six or seven <laughs> players, I kind of started to worry a wee bit because trying to gel and get all these guys, nine players into any kind of system is going to be a massive, massive task. I was thinking more than the lines of, would it be better signing four or five, bedding them in, and then going for a couple more in January? That's the kind of way I was thinking, okay, you might have missed out on a couple of players that you wanted, but still I thought that was maybe the better way to do it. It was maybe four or five signings and then maybe three or four in January. How do you, how do you manage it though, Scott? How, how do you manage it, right? If we talk pure pure numbers, right, in an attacking sense, Kent, Morelos, Cholak, Tillman and now Sakala left the club. So that's, that's five. So even if your five that you're talking about is just a direct replacement for them, you're then almost left with, with just that. You've, you've just balanced it. And there's there's no freshness elsewhere. Everybody, every Rangers fan phoned in last season and said, you know, this it needs a rebuild, it needs a revamp. And I'm sorry, I know the, the comparison won't really uh, amuse you, but, you know, Celtic had a massive rebuild last year and the, the, if it was good enough, it, it worked and it, and it did all gel. Should, should we really be sort you really think like, you know, capping the number of new signings, is that, is that really the solution? Yeah, I'm not too sure. I just I just felt as if like, nine was just a massive, massive task for anybody to get that going. But I don't know. What, what really worries me as well is out of all the kind of new signings played, there, I couldn't pick out one where I thought, right, well, he's going to be a player. None of them even looked as if they were going to come on and be a player. And that really worries me because they did look very mediocre. And that's the thing. Maybe they did, right? And I, I wouldn't tell Scott they didn't. It's one game though, isn't it? It's just, it's no, it's, it's definitely it's only one game. But no, it's tough. The pro the problem here for Scott is if if Rangers had only brought five in, and they lost that game at the weekend, I think Scott would be on here saying we needed more players. I think it's a reaction mm. to and five new signings started. You know, not yeah. not not all nine played obviously. It's a reaction to the performance. It's a reaction to the result, and I totally understand that because. We've said on here for the last few weeks that Rangers have got to hit the ground running. They didn't go off to the best start of the weekend. Celtic, obviously, early kickoff, getting the three points, putting a little bit of pressure on. But there's a lot of football to be played. Rangers play a lot of games, so they need a big squad. So I was not surprised that Michael Beale brought in as many players because you named five there forward line, mm -hmm. just went out the door. You know, McGregor, just goalkeeper. Play, yeah. So they needed a goalkeeper Scott right away. Scott Arfield. Scott Arfield as well, midfield player. So they need cover. So the nine, I'm not surprised. Are they going to get the nine, everyone hitting the ground running? Absolutely not. But where my concern is, and I do agree with Scott on this point, is I've looked at Rangers twice now, and I think none of those signings, the close season signings, has really made me sit up and take notice and think, oh, he's going to he's going to take Scottish football, you know, by storm. Uh, they've, he's, they've just not done that yet, but I'll get back to Michael Who did you Beale. tip for your player of the year? 
I don't know yet. Oh, I can't remember. <laughs> I remember he did. He did something me. He did Danilo. So hold on a minute. No, no, hold on. Rangers haven't signed anyone that's going to take the Premiership by storm. But you've tipped Danilo no, to be I've player seen, of the year. I, I said I've not seen any of them yet. Remember, it's only one game. So why Danilo is he Danilo? Yeah. Uh, well, I just, well, you told me. He, <laughs> <laughs> he can't even believe me. He, he, uh, we were sitting. I thought I don't want to go the same as you because we were nearly the same in mm-hmm, the tip, sure. right? And he says, "Go, go with somebody, Ranger." Oh, Danilo. Oh, just come in for X, Y, and Z. And I went, "That's a great." You know, when your parents used to say, "If if he did, if he." Like, we're a partnership You know what I mean We're a partnership I've done him there But I've got uh, uh, Yeah I've went Look it's early He's He come on his sub You can't mm. You can't judge him All of a sudden thing, Tomorrow night The thing about the numbers game Which makes it A really tough one To put your finger on Because Scott might be right Nine might be It just might be too many For Rangers to gel Someone out there Like me on this occasion Would point out How quickly Celtic yep. Gelled previously And That doesn't mean that Scott's wrong though Because you know It's different circumstances And then Stephen says Kelly signed Eight players exactly. And I actually think it was I think it's more than that That Kelly have mm. signed all in um, but And if you look at Every other team Throughout the, the leagues as well You know The comings and goings Are greater As you move down the leagues um, So I don't agree with Scott I think nine players I think you touched on it Gordon No nine come in And start the game And it's a first taste Of Scottish football You go through that Rangers side On Saturday Tavernier um, you've obviously got Suter in there and Barisic and Lundstrom and guys that have been mm. there anyway so they all underperformed so I think the worrying thing is you made the comparison with Celtic and how they came in and um, they were slow starters of course when Ange Postacoglu lost games and Kyogo just stepped off the plane for Japan they came off the bench and Starfelt was just in the door and the loss was at three at their first six and came back and, and blitzed the league the problem is Postacoglu was new in and he was discovering a new way to play with these new players. Michael Beale's been here now for a reasonable amount of time where the core of the group still there mm. and I don't know if Rangers fans are seeing the improvement in that core and the manager that they were expecting. Mm. I think Kilmarnock started seven new signings but again that, that doesn't mean that Rangers might not gel next week or the week yeah. after. It's just that's the sample that we've got at the moment, I suppose. Thank you to Scott and Govan. Uh, what about Tom and Guruk? What are you thinking, Tom? Ah, good evening, panel. Gordon. Good evening, panel. Hello. Thank you uh, for taking my call. A pleasure. A pleasure. What are you thinking? To it, well, <laughs> I think one game, don't get me wrong, Rangers fan, uh, <sighs> disappointed, obviously disappointed with the, with the result, but. I think you, you you take everything into context, you know, as I say to Scott uh, earlier, that plastic parts, a lot of these guys who were on that, well, a few, certainly a few of them were on the park on Saturday, would never have experienced this. You know, I know it's fine for both teams, but come on, are used to it? These guys who we've signed come in you know I, I think it's taking the extremes and I says, as I say earlier to Scott again that you think the league was lost already you know I mean it takes time for players to gel I'm sure well Mark played uh, 
And so did Gordon. Oh, I was going for that. Oh, oh it's just marked well, for a minute. Well, Do you know, I was going it after was a while ago, <laughs> to be fair. Tom. Tom, you're right, it was a while ago. Did he play? Didn't he play? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, when you look at his resume, you know, uh, many times did he play for Rangers. And sometimes, that actually, when I'm listening on the radio, I say, did you actually play for Rangers when you slag them off at times? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it started so well, and then he thought, "I'm going to go for them." Yes. Well done, Honestly, Tom. And you, uh, and because you played for them, you're not allowed to criticise them. That's the rule, isn't it? Mm. I think no. Yeah, I think you've just so got to give an honest, call it as you see an honest opinion. Loves you. An honest opinion, I think it's called. People, I don't know what this is. I keep, I do quite often get messages saying Gordon DL is the most honest pundit you've got. Yeah. I don't know what that means. Yeah, really? you're not a genuinely. I agree with them. I'm assuming it's. I know a few people who wouldn't agree. hundred. <laughs> you're the most honest. Hundred percent. You still keep in there. Or do you think he's just spent his time. life telling people what they want to hear? <laughs> well, that's it. He's so an he's expert at that. He yeah. manages to do it. He's so reeling his own. Um, Tom. Like, Tom's look it's one game you would think the league is lost already was Tom's headline uh, and a bit in there about plastic pitches as well do you see any leeway given 100% I, I always thought it was going to be a difficult opening start for Rangers um, oh, you know you can go down there the pitch does play a part in it and Tom's right Kilmarnock train on it every single day they're used to it but that's not an excuse Kilmarnock deserved to win the game let's be honest about it I was down doing some stuff on Kilmarnock's pitch last week and not playing working, no, obviously and um, I had these shoes on I put them on today and found all the all the rubber bits like when you played yeah. five aside I put them and I thought they get playing, everywhere, didn't they? I've not been playing fives in these shoes surely and then it clicked anyway yeah but and, and, and just Derek, not play their opening game last season at Livy in the classic uh, pitch and won yeah, yeah. I mean, it's how many times have we been here? Look, it's, it, it, for me, it's one result. Um, it's a bedding in time for some players. They can't afford to, you know, keep. Per, the, I think the biggest things of performance you touched on it earlier. Gone. See if you go to Rugby Park and you see signs of the part they play, and they're playing very attractive football, and Kamarnik's nip it with a, a set play, which they did do. They, they, they won the game with a set play. You walk away and say, do you know what? We really played well there. I was very impressed with two or three of the new signings. I like the formation. I like the way we're going forward. I don't think Rangers fans can come away from Rugby Park and sit over the last couple of days and think that. But I still think there's plenty to come. They've got two home games coming up, two big home games. And all of a sudden, we could be sitting here next Tuesday and it's a completely different picture. And Tom will think I'm a good Rangers Rangers player. Thank you, Tom. I don't know if Tom and Gordon are going to hit it off, I must no. say, but thank you for your call. Let me tell you, before we go any further, let me tell you about this. Oh, you're kidding me on. Oh, thank you. Oh, my goodness. The Cash Register. Clyde One. I've been absolutely loving hearing these And today Gillian from Easter House She just dropped her sister off at the airport When she got that cash register call Oh my god Oh I don't know what to say without swearing <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god Oh my god Oh my god I so honestly don't know what to say Gillian, here's an idea. Turn round, go to the airport, get mm. yourself on a flight as well. Upgrade it for all it's worth. Uh, now it's your chance to win £58,000 tomorrow when we make the next call. To enter now, text YES to 61025. That's YES to 61025. If you get a call from us after 3 o'clock on Wednesday the 9th of August, answer within five rings. 
Make sure you know the correct cash register amount. The texts are £2, plus your standard network rate. Online entries £2 or call 0330-880-4523. The calls are charged at a standard rate, over 18s only. And all the rules for this Hits Radio Network Scotland competition are on our website. £58,000. Text YES to 61025. Good luck. This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Mark Wilson and Gordon DL are here on the usual number on Twitter as well. Speaking of Twitter, I was obviously having a little skim through there during the break just to see what was happening. And our Radio Clyde News tweet popped up about youngsters receiving their exam results. Did I see a picture of your son, Mark Wilson, getting about... 44 A's <laughs> He's collecting them uh, like. I did well Jacob, did well. Me talking. Jacob I Ah well What did he get Well he got 5 A's them Or all? something like that I got them all A's Aye. Right. That's easier way of doing it All A's On, on behalf of everybody That's listening uh, And no offence Where does he get that from Well at a home school I mean, I no offense, The best part yeah. of a year and a half there, there So is, I'm, I'm going to take All the credit I, I think you're putting There is a fence meant There is a fence meant I think you're putting them In a difficult position With that question Well you know Seriously <laughs> No he's done great I'm proud of him Hard work yeah. Kids there you go You work hard You get the results and you, you Now let's see if we can get a job <laughs> That's the hard thing I'm would, taking the credit Of course I'm Would he beat you at, Beat the pundit No he knows nothing about football That's That's, that's his mistake that's, Don't fill your head with nonsense With nonsense aye. He's, he's more into good stuff. Aye, Academic well, stuff well So done, well done Jacob Jacob And anyone else out there of course had, Nah, never mind, Gordon Dale. Dutch medalist nah, at Dale High, mate. <laughs> they named the school after me, let's, you know that. Let's move on. Um, Joe is on the line. Joe, how's it going? Oh, it's going okay. How are you guys? Not bad, not bad. What's not your bad. point tonight? Um, I'm just, just on to give Gordon Dale a hell of a lot of credit. Oh, um, thanks, my, Joe. My, thank my, you. my least no, favourite type of call. Well, it's, it's uh, honestly, um, it's the best way of going forward in life. And I'm being honest. Um, this guy, Gordon Dale, has been going on about this player for a bit. Oh, I don't know, seven, eight months, easily. I listen to the show every night and I've heard them talking about this young boy. And even, I think you know him talking about, I think even under Ange, he wasn't given a chance. And it just sums up this guy's character in matter really. Um, after the game on Saturday, I don't know if you've seen the interview, put it in and said, you know, he's a true professional. He's been trying his heart out. He's never missed a training session. And I think for Celtic, this is going to be the best thing we've had. You know, he's, he's got a new player for us, and obviously it's David Turnbull I'm talking about. Oh, mm-hmm. big build up. Kept us waiting three minutes for the name, Joe. But I think no, I think most of us saw what you were doing. It was nice, a nice set of clues. And Gordon DL, I think Joe wants to give you credit for always having faith in David Turnbull or words to that effect. Look, I think everybody had faith in his ability. It was just an opportunity the boy needed. And unfortunately, I'm not blaming Postacoglu. Postacoglu won the treble. Did so all right, he, didn't he? Yeah, so you can't really argue his decisions. But as a player, you're sitting there and you're hoping for an opportunity to show what you can do. David Turnbull is a very talented footballer. We know that. Uh, he was terrific at Motherwell. Got his move, obviously, to Celtic. He's been patient and give him all the credit in the world. He's waited and he's got a little bit of luck at the end of the season because the manager that probably... David Turnbull would have probably moved on. I think we all agree with that because he had to play football if Ange Postacoglu had still been there. A different style of manager come in, Brendan Rodgers, 
and decided probably watching him in training, knowing him before, decide, look, he's the sort of player that I want in my team. Mm. Now, what you can only do as a manager is you can only give the player the opportunity. It's then up to the player to grasp that offer opportunity with both hands. David Turnbull has been absolutely brilliant. In fact, as much as I think Hatate is a wonderful player, I didn't look at Celtic and think that, oh, they missed Hatate because Turnbull was playing. Turnbull was brilliant. He's been brilliant in the pre-season games. He's got his head down. He's worked hard. He deserves his place just now. So you were impressed with what you saw, Joe, and you think it could be the start of something? I do, honestly. I think the guy's great. I know the guy personally, um, where he comes from. He played with the local football team, Mary, before I moved to Hartlepool. Um, I know his commitment. I know a lot about the boy, actually. I know his family. And I've always wanted a chance to give him a... a that, Gordon's probably 100% right. I thought he would move on, and I think the fans would still be here. He would have moved on. But I think he'll be the next Callum McGregor. I think now the young lad will just push on and push on and push on. High praise. I suspect, Mark, there's even a high possibility slash guarantee that David Turnbull thought he would move on. I think so. I, I don't think he would have been desperate to leave a club like Celtic, but no. he understood that he has to play football. Because he'll still have ambitions of breaking into that international side. And he's got the talent to do it, but he needs the game time. I think Brendan Rodgers is going to be key for him in his development. Now, Brendan Rodgers said at the weekend uh, in his first spell here, he saw David Turnbull, he liked him. Did he try and sign him? And then Turnbull got injured, maybe. I remember if that was uh, ne- as the time frames maybe Neil out. Mm. But I, then, obviously, Neil Lennon signed him. But Brendan Rodgers admitted that he liked his game, he's got the talent. Now, sometimes it only needs a manager to have that word where you point in the right direction. And by all accounts, Ange Postacoglu wasn't that type for Turnbull. He might have been that type for other players, no, but I, not I, for I don't Turnbull. think he was. No, that was okay. just a style. I don't think there was any real communication. And again, yeah. it's, don't, no point in rewriting it. Whatever it was, it worked at the time. Of course it worked, but it didn't work for David Turnbull yep. because he, he got very few minutes. Now he's got a new lease of life, but Daz is right. He's got given the opportunity but he had to take it and Let, he didn't start. Well, let's hear from the man himself amid this praise. David Turnbull says he does feel like he's got you know a fresh start at Celtic. He says Brendan Rodgers has told him the belief that he's got in him and he's been opening up on the, the more advanced role that he played on Saturday. I'm happy for the manager to select me in the starting 11 and um, to get two goals and a good result for the team. Um, that always helps. Came into pre-season, I knew I was just going to keep the head down, uh, work as hard as I could throughout pre-season, play as well as I could in every game and uh, give them all so yeah it feels like that. it's a kind of fresh start so I'll make it continue it was nice to him to come up and kind of speak to me um, put an arm around me a wee bit and kind of just tell me what he believes in me and kind of I'm trying to take on board the ideas that he's putting across to me as well so I'm just working as hard as I can to try and impress him yeah it was a bit further up kind of Callum Latimer behind and me and Kyogo try to play off each other and then Ross County would come kind of Try and man mark um, a lot of this, so it was tough at times, but enjoy being up there and just try to make some runs in behind and come to feet as well and link up. Thank you, Joe. Let's go straight to Thomas, who's up north. Thomas, how's it going? Not too bad, man. Yourself? Yeah, all good here, all good. What are you thinking tonight? I'm thinking, final man. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Celtic supporter, but um, I just I think it's down to the quality of signings. That Celtic have made And that Rangers have made I know we haven't spent a lot of money But do you know what the big difference is? The big difference is Is that 
see the players that we've signed, see at their previous clubs. They were playing week in, week out. Rangers' signings, I some of them have had a couple of games, but the majority of them, even some of them were in relegation battles. They weren't playing. They weren't playing. Some of them weren't even getting on the bench. And what the trouble is now is they've came without playing a lot of football at their previous club at all. They've had about four or five warm-up games, which are pre-season warm-up, fair dues, and then you go to Kilmarnock, where they're going to be right in your face on that awful park, which is an embarrassment to Scottish football, by the way, but on that awful park, and they've they've got to get it together soon. But the trouble is, Michael Beale will not know his best 11 until maybe the end of September, October time. And by then, it might be too late for the league. And the fans, their fans will turn on them, man. There's no two ways about it. I get that, I mean, Thomas has backed up his, his point with the exploration, Mark. I think signings that come here, though, are going to fit into different categories. If you're, dis- if you're going to sign a player from Serie A or certain reaches of the Eredivisie or whatever, it probably is going to be players that weren't getting a game. Yeah. Because you won't get the guys that, that are playing all the time and playing well. Or, then as, as Thomas says, you, you, you are signing players like Celtic have mostly done probably in recent times from leagues that, that are so-called smaller leagues and therefore you're taking the guys that, that, that are playing regularly. I'm yeah. not... I'm always loath to sort of say that you know one thing will always work for you another one won't because there are bound to be examples either way that contradict it yeah of course I will and it, it, it's probably easier for Thomas to point out just now after Saturday's results it's relevant just now uh, Celtic signings in recent times from the Asian market the season's maybe just coming to the end or well into it and they've came so very little is needed in terms of pre-season or preparation they just continue what they've been doing the problem is you get the tail end of your season you think is there fatigue there but Celtic's got that bigger squad that they dealt with perfectly well whether maybe some of these Rangers guys Thomas is right maybe not played a lot of football but they just really need to get 10 or 12 games under their belt before they really um, get up to speed that is a long time but they may just click you, you never know it's hard to judge certainly in Saturday's evidence it looks that way, but it can change so quickly. Here's one to throw on you a bit, Thomas, as we approach the news. You're talking about signings. You think it looks like Celtic are going to have to make another one? Carlos Starfelt leaving. What do you make of that? Uh, without a doubt. I mean, because he's, he's, he's girly, went to Lisbon. Um, but that, that, that's what it's going to be. If he's, he's, he wants to be where and he wants to go, that's fine. But as long as we get somebody with quality in, but see with Rangers as well. The trouble is, is they've got no speed. They've got no speed anymore. They've took away all their width. And do you know what? That is bread and butter to your Kilmarnocks, your Motherwells, your Ross Counties, all the teams. Big crosses coming in. It's <laughs> That is bread and butter for the centre-halves. And I, I, I think they're in trouble, man. I really do. With no offence meant, I'm sure, to mm. Jacinta as being referred to as Carl <laughs> Starfield. Girly. It's a nice change because you used to change clubs to get away from people. Yeah. <laughs> my, my, look, I, I don't buy that. My wife moved to London. I stayed with Radio Clyde. Um, so you've got to be loyal. Um, Starfield is obviously making a move that at this time in his career probably suits him. I think it is a bit of a loss. I, I like Starfield. I liked him 
I know he had his faults and we highlighted the fact of coming out from defence and the use of the ball sometimes he get caught a little bit. That's where he was at his slackest. But I liked him as a defender. I thought him and uh, Carter Vickers were a good partnership. But you get to a certain point in your career that you maybe just look at a different avenue to go to. Um, so he's decided that he wants to go and play in a different country now. It may well be personally driven, Mark Wilson. That's yeah. up to him. Let's, let's not. I think that's where we could get ourselves in bother on this show <laughs> and the live stream gets taken away from us. Yeah. Um, but it does look like Carlos Starfelt's leaving for yeah. whatever reason. Uh, Gustav Lagerbielka is one yeah. of the names um, being mentioned. Swedish replacement. Um, Swede for Swede, if you like. Yeah, I, I do think it's a shame that Starfield's left. Um, well, he yeah, his, he's not. Well, he, he had his faults, but I still think he, I would have liked to have seen him battle and out with Nevrosky in there uh, for that position. But Gustav Lagerbielka, is that how you pronounce it? 23, yeah, 3 million do. pounds, Swedish internationalist, seems to fit the bill, seems to have the attributes, and he's coming, like Thomas was just saying there, part way through his mm. season, so doesn't he really need a pre-season? He's playing games. So what, what about the modern way? A player's dentist revealing mm. that it's... That's amazing. Starfelt's dentist amazing. on Instagram with a big goodbye. Yeah. Everybody <laughs> the Spanish flag on it as well. <laughs> Just in case anybody was in any doubt which country he was going to. There you go. Huh? What a service. Brilliant. Hopefully he gave him that work for free then. I'd like to think so. Anyway, thank you, Thomas. It's that time of the night already. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish football. What's your verdict? Uh, your your record? Sorry, under the under Ple- the lights. I, I, well, I've He's been here played. for not yeah, played yet. Not played. So, I'll played see if we can change that tonight. I've got a hundred percent record. G. Do you played one, lost one? <laughs> right, I thought it was going to be a good 100% uh, It is Beat the Pundit time You've got until 7 o'clock to call 01419511025 And it could be you taking on Mark Wilson Or Gordon Dale next Tackle the headlines 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Gordon Dale and Mark Wilson still here you can get in touch on the usual number or on Twitter <coughs> if you're just joining us we've been hearing from Michael Bealey's defending Rangers style of play after the weekend's disappointment looking ahead to Servette in the Champions League qualifiers tomorrow at Fashion Sakala's and his way out we've not really touched on that yet so that's one that you could maybe give us a call about Rangers fans Celtic fans Carl Starfelt similar story what do you make of that uh, exit that's about to happen Have you got your eye on any replacements yet Anything else that's out there I did see some St Mirren calls coming in Hopefully uh, we'll do them soon And anything else whatsoever 01419511025 After we do this Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk Slash football Gordon DL has played one, lost one this season. Mm. Mark Wilson's yet to play under yeah. the pressure yeah. of the live stream. Those big studio lights, a man who's as red-faced as you are normally, mm. is that going to be a concern I to you? I don't think so. I think he'll deal with it no, I don't very well. He'll deal with it if he gets the first one correct. Yeah. If he gets it's the bottle first... totally goes, doesn't it? Crashes. What that, camera is it? It's that, is that, that one? I think it's that one there okay. when you're speaking. Give, right. it a, give it a wave. That's yeah. the one that's going to be zoomed right in on you. What about last night? How did Roger Hanna. Mm-hmm. Adney Halliday, camera, good Camera on him Kept his eyes open Did he? And did he win? He did Oh, he's a changed man he's had his eyes closed But he says it's because He didn't like to look at you When he used to do the show with you 
listen, I <laughs> just admire the sniper's times. dream unbelievably. He's just he's just a man of knowledge. Fraser. I was watching it last night and I, I used that name. <laughs> I couldn't stop The best laughing. thing about this live stream Is just the number of lookalikes That you lot apparently have It's like Where was the one that I got I got a good one for you earlier That I quite enjoyed Wilson or me? Um, no it's you Obviously oh, good. Yeah uh, Gear Where was it? Oh, okay, no it was I just wanted to give the person the credit I can't find it But I'll, I'll always remember the it? name It was someone's Someone tweeted to say that Their Partner had just glanced up at the screen And said that you look like Wayne Lineker <laughs> I take it that's Gary's brother. Yeah, Gary's brother. Yeah. Not a chance. He <laughs> well, sure. wishes. Is he, is he a looker, is he? No, but he's better looking than you. <sighs> listen, a lot of people are better looking. He than hangs you. about. The <laughs> well, I think, right, let's just move uh, that one on. Uh, heads, heads is, um, is Mark Wilson, tails it's Gordon DL, but it's certainly going to be James and Ayr. How's it going, James? How's it going, lads? All right. James, you sound like a relatively young man. Is that fair? Uh, actually 30 years old But yeah, I guess That's not that's, young that's, that's definitely young So you, you don't really remember When Gordon DL was like Out and about In air No No I don't uh, But uh, for the best. still rings around the town oh, so. <laughs> I'll bet it I'll bet anyway, go. Heads Heads is Mark Wilson And tails It is Former air resident Gordon DL And it is, You're getting away with murder This season oh, Mark Wilson it's Again tails. that's a shame it's right. Ayrshire's finest okay, let's, All the best, James He's, he's not interested <laughs> no, okay. uh, Right, let's give Gordon DL some greatest hits radio to listen to Lovely, I can even hear it from here James, 30 seconds, answer as many as you can And if you want to pass and move on, that's fine by me, okay? Yep Top man, your time starts now What English team does Stuart Armstrong play for? Uh, pass Who's got the bigger stadium, capacity, Dundee or Dundee United? Dundee United and who did Ange Postacoglu manage prior to Celtic? Uh, oh, the Japanese team passed. Which Scottish League 2 team has a fish on its badge? Oh, pass. Managing My Life is the autobiography of which Scottish manager? Um, ben McKinnon. How many Japanese players currently play for Hearts? One. Okay, let's bring back Gordon DL. Is there a reason you snorted down the mic <laughs> during that? What? I just come what back it? there. What's funny? I was just funny. He just keeps juvenile schoolboys. Yeah, he was just having a giggle. He's shaking his head. You How easy it was. Think they're easy questions? Yeah. Yeah, very, okay, very much so. Same set of questions to Gordon DL. 30 seconds on the clock and your time starts now. What English team does Stuart Armstrong play for? Southampton. Who's got the bigger stadium in terms of capacity? Dundee or Dundee United? Dundee United. Who did Ange Postacoglu manage prior to Celtic? Uh, Mariners. <laughs> Which Scottish <laughs> League 2 team has a fish on its badge? Fish badge. Managing My Life is the autobiography of which Scottish football manager? <sighs> Alex Ferguson. How many Japanese players currently play for Hearts? Two. Okay. I did not like that face you pulled during that. Oh, I struggled. I think that was the face you were pulling last week when you were <laughs> off sick. <laughs> Say that again. I struggled there. I tried a Roger Hanna. That was more of a toilet face. Oh. Than a face. Who, anyway, who has got the biggest stadium? Just you wait. That's not the one that caused you the most bother, let me tell you. James, nah, how do you think it went? Uh, no too great, mate, but uh, we'll see. 
Gordon with me too good either, so we'll see. Mm. Oh, okay, James, thank you. James has just set this up. James, if he beats you, you're, you're now in trouble. Stuart Armstrong, trouble. James, what happened there? I know. It's t- I mean, <sighs> First Jared, question, Jared, nerves, wasn't man. it? What did he say? He's passed, I think. It's a tough school. I'm no laughing. Because it's not, uh, we're not the end one here. One nil to Gordon DL. Tanadice has got the bigger capacity. You both got it two one. <laughs> You're absolutely not getting the Mariners. <laughs> well, you know what I was talking about. They are a, the Mariners are a Seattle baseball <laughs> what are team. What they called again? Yokohama. Mariners. Not Mariners. <laughs> what was it? Marinos. Marinors. Okay. No, 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 no. Nairs and Nors. The Mariners. Sounds like Yokohama. An old fifties. Are you joking? You're not giving me that. It was nowhere near right. No, you can't get that. Shut up, James. We're not talking. <laughs> <laughs> I thought even a calculated guess um, from from either of you, Peter Head, the fish. Uh, no. Oh, I wouldn't. Know. Oh, yeah, right. Famous fisher fish 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 yeah. yeah, two yeah. one. This is where you learn about different characters here, right? Managing my life is the autobiography of which Scottish football manager? Now you might not know that. You might not. So you, you didn't know it. So you think well. Who's it likely to be Sir Alex Ferguson James did the same (laughs) Who's it likely to be Derek McInnes With no, so glad with, I'm no, playing James. with no disrespect to Derek Who's a fine manager I Who was his, his autobiography might have to come Somewhere down the line It was Sir Alex Ferguson Oh <laughs> yes 3-1 And I'm heartbroken to say He even got a bit of salt In the wounds Because Tagawa and Oda Are two hearts Japanese Hold on. players Hold on What camera do I look into? That one right there I think Speak It'll pick up your voice I'm over the moon, is that a 4-1? Four, four the wee light's no one, you're going to have to do it to that one Oh, hold on a minute, thank yeah. you James Oh no, it's back on that one, there All right. you go 4-1, 4-1 one. One victory and Just showed just you Look, right in. look right, give, give him a message right down the lens That was disturbing, <laughs> never do that again uh, James, we appreciate you playing though, good man uh, Cheers, Gordon, cheers uh, Cheers, James, cheers. unlucky cheers, Sounds dejected, bother, James Toddle on <laughs> Derek McInnes autobiographies available <laughs> <laughs> at all good bookstores I, were you not impressed with me there? Um, especially after losing on Thursday night I had to bounce back yeah I mean like a win's a winner who would I I thought a lot of guesswork in there away even the you. Dundee United one he said Dundee yeah, United he did, did get four as well so I can't four, four's, four's good four's I can't, good I can't really take it away from you I must say um, you're but, off and running though yeah that's your first uh, yeah, victory yeah it's like a striker Mark you've got to get the first goal you've still to play I, th- I honestly think you'll crash I was confident there I was look it's my first Gig on Thursday night under under the spotlight under the pressure. Yeah, a it's little Tuesday. bit. No, last it, Thursday. It is Tuesday. <laughs> right, I was last Thursday. My first gig right. as in you know under ah, the spotlight right. because, you, because you because <clears throat> you I, I, I you, hadn't um, been feeling well. Your bottle crashed and you didn't turn yeah, up on Tuesday. Yeah, well, my my clothes hadn't arrived. Uh, that, was, <laughs> yeah, that, was, <laughs> that might have been what it is. Because so, he was he had the old shell suit back on Saturday. <laughs> you notice that? Oh, oh, Saturday yeah. was a bit of a relief, wasn't it? I mean, I <sighs> love the new studio, I love the streaming, but we all turned up particularly awful Scruffy. looking on Saturday because uh, yeah. we knew that we weren't sure getting right. live streamed. The problem we've now got is, you know, people will be sitting there waiting to we wear the same stuff. Guaranteed. He, said he wore that two weeks ago on Tuesday. Hundred percent. So difficult what, for you, Gordon, because you're every night. You're every night. Have that many options. I need to, yeah. I'm need to branch out. Any, any, in any, two weeks, you'll be in wear, football talk. Any menswear companies out there want to sponsor <laughs> yeah. the show? <laughs> yes. Yeah. You've already mentioned that. Oh well, I will. I'm sure there'll be my agents already on it. 
I can imagine. Uh, let's bring back <laughs> sales gone down and whatever company you're wearing. A lot out there for men of your vintage. Great options nowadays. Jack Giant in the Jamaican <laughs> age. <laughs> <laughs> you and Freddie Flintoff. Oh, yes. <laughs> for the larger gentleman. <laughs> um, let's go back to the phones if we can. 01419511025. If we can, oh, I thought we were going to speak to Jerry. There he is. He's back. Jerry, how are you? Take it away. Hi, good evening, guys. Um, welcome back, as you say. Thank you. Uh, I'm not happy about wearing this tuxedo just for a radio program. <laughs> um, right, I was talking about to, to Chris there about um, Rogers recruitment. I think there'll be more movement in and out of Celtic Park than there will be at, at Ibrox. Um, now, tonight, we were reading about this young centre-half, a Swedish direct replacement for Starfelt, um, Gustav Lagerbelke. Now, he's only 23, he actually looks about 16. So it tells me that there's one or, well, more than one or two players that Rogers has made his mind up about. Now, even if you discount Starfelt, that's going to be six centre-halves. So it looks the end of the story for, for Welsh and or Scales. And I'm not sure if he's too keen on Kobayashi. I know he's got a slight injury just now, so we'll have to leave that kind of open. Um, I think he also looks... I was shocked to see Bain on the bench instead of Seagrest. So if Bain's ahead of Seagrest, he's not injured, then clearly that, that's it. Game's up for him. Um, I've never been a Hart fan. I've said it most times I've been on here. Um, and he won't do for Europe. And I would love to see... Uh, I don't know about this Croatian goalkeeper. That seems to have cooled off. Mm. Uh, Dominic... Lavrenko, I think it was, um, and also think um, if he's if he's got Yang on the bench, then I believe Haksabanovic, who didn't show up too well in the in the preseason games, I think that could be it. So I can see three or four still going, and and couple or three coming back in because um, there's still a lot of adjustments um, to be done. I think before they're ready for Europe. Yeah, Mark. Um, is that what you would read into the defensive I suppose if, if it is Starfelt out and a replacement brought in that's not really changing much yeah. Celtic would always be quite likely to, to replace that one wouldn't they but you know Jerry's saying Scales and, and maybe even Kobayashi certainly Stephen Welsh but that's kind of the same picture for those two as it was last season it's, yeah. it's difficult to move players on permanently isn't it it certainly is I mean Scales we've seen go out and loan Welsh there was rumours of him Weaving the club last year and see, see just quickly, sorry, those two are maybe bad examples because Scales could go out and loan Welsh. There has been offers for him in the past. I'm thinking more of the other guys that Celtic are kind of needing to move on, but you need some, need something. Well, you need something to take them because a lot of these players are on an incredible amount of money. So the desire maybe isn't there for some of them to really be pushing moves because they know they're not going to get um, the same elsewhere. It's that desire. You need one, someone interested, two, the player to want to go and and three to get things done um, which can take a bit of time so Celtic squad is inflated it, when you look at the players that don't even make the bench um, there's probably a list of players that don't even go up in the match day squad who are, sure. are, are training at Lennox Town in match day believe me I've been there before when you don't even make the squad and uh, you become a, a lonely figure but a kind of resentful figure as well so that's what I mean about sometimes hard then if, if people start digging their heels in for what they wrote. Yeah. So Brendan Rogers got a tough job. The centre half coming in, I think it's a must if Starfield because it I think they must yeah, be replaced. There's not a huge debate about some of these, Gordon. I mean I've seen stuff about Albina Yeti, guys like that. They're just so far out the picture and it really just becomes 
can you get someone to buy them? Can can you make a deal? What I like one of the names Jerry mentions though, because I think there is a good debate in that. Haksabanovich. What do you think? I would keep No, I would keep him. But uh, you would. What's yep. the, what's the, the impression you're getting though? Um, yeah, he's he's strengthened in those areas. Um, obviously the loss of Jota. Uh, so he had to bring someone in the wide area anyway. He was going to obviously overload in that. Uh, Ability-wise, I know that sometimes you look at Haxabanovich and think maybe there's time to move him on, but I still think, me personally, that he's got a bit to offer. But I think Brendan Rodgers has been in now long enough to make up his own mind with how the squad's going to look. I, I totally agree with Jerry about guys like Welsh and Scales and try to move one or two others on because at the end of the day, these guys want to go out and play football anyway. I'm sure Scales enjoyed last season. Mm -hmm. I thought he was terrific at Aberdeen because he played week in, week out and he was a big part of the team and he would get used to that and all of a sudden you go back to your your, your parent club and you only get a, a few minutes in pre-season. So it's no good to the players but as Martin you quite rightly says, it's finding clubs to take up the, the contracts yeah. of these players Jerry are you are you comfortable enough with the exit of Carl Starfield I was a bit surprised I understand the reason it's his girlfriend kind of thing and it's there's one or two players who have, have gone in, uh, in that kind of situation I think um, the Danish centre half that we had went back to Mitchell and I think he moved back because his girlfriend was a Celtic player as well and, and then she left or something like that so I, I thought um, I thought he actually sort of um, became stronger um, in the second season, Starfield. And um, so we don't know about Nabrocchi or Nabrocchi. Um, we don't know how good he's going to be. I never ever say I'm happy with the, with the signings. Like the Rangers fans are saying they're happy with the, the, the four or five or six or seven that, that's come in. Halle Emery's seen these guys. So um, I never ever say I'm happy with these signings um, because we know nothing about them. But but if they're going to bring in this this other other speed, uh, the competition is, is too fierce, and somebody somebody's got to give. And it's, well, what I was going to say about Aksabanovic is that um, we we haven't given him a proper chance. He only played last season two full ninety minutes. The rest of the other appearances were coming off or coming on. Now, he still scored more goals than Kent, so I think that's that's a plus point in his. Uh, and, and the bit part that he played so I think he needs to be given something but the boy Yang the left footed comes in from the right like Salah and Mahrez but Maeda is out there as well so uh, you know he's still got the same struggle uh, that he had last season Yeah well I suppose for a, a middle to front thinking player now they all get subbed don't they you, mean, you make you make five subs yeah. so you know it's, I take Jerry's point maybe Haksabanovic didn't start that many games but sort of coming off is is commonplace, I suppose. But it's going to be yeah, fascinating couple of weeks. To well, you, see. you look at you look at Tumble. Tumble didn't start that well, but, he, but had a lot of appearances. Yeah, had a lot yeah. coming coming off the bench. But Brendan Rodgers has brought something out in Tumble. Yeah. He, I think Haksabanovic has got terrific ability. I really do, and I think a manager like Brendan Rodgers can probably get the best out of him. And if that's the case, then I think he could be a good addition to the mm. squad. I think he'd, he'd be a really good player to have in the squad. 01419511025, the full-time teaser's back. Oh, love them. Back with a bang last night. A terrific question. Got a good one for you. We're going to get the lowdown on Rangers Champions League opponents as well. That's all coming up next. Take 
taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141 951 1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Mark Wilson and Gordon Dale are here. 0141 951 1025. If you want to join in, you can tweet us as well at Clyde SSB. We're about to bring in Paul, who's a St Mirren fan. Then we're going to get the inside track on Rangers Euro uh, Champions League, I should say, qualification opponents tomorrow. The full-time teaser is back though What a mm. question I've got Again, for those who are unfamiliar Just very quickly the way it works On the full-time teaser Is you send the questions to us And the pundits try and come up with the answers As the show progresses This guy is a regular on the full-time teaser Loves coming up with the questions It's the crazy pony Oh, oh no. yes First time we've heard from him this season He wants you to name eight players Currently active in the Scottish Premiership And they've scored in the Scottish Premiership for three different clubs that are currently in the Scottish Premiership. You see what he's going with that? Stephen Fletcher. It sounds a lot, but you just... I mean, honestly. Right away. New season, same. Boom, and you go. Job done. Does he tick any of those boxes? Genuinely. Yeah. Who's he playing for? He doesn't play for anyone. Dundee United aren't in... Oh, no, he right. oh, he's currently playing. All oh, right. But Dundee okay. United aren't in the Premiership. Either. Right, okay, sorry, my apologies. Let me read it. Six more times Right okay Eight players Currently active In the Scottish Premiership They've scored In the Scottish Premiership For three teams mm-hmm. That are still In the Premiership Tony Watt Yeah Oh no He plays for Dundee United Can we get a delay On these you cameras You see what I'm working with uh, these two <laughs> <laughs> Tuesday night Thursday The bad starter Right okay the There must start. be uh, Hold on a minute There must be an easy one In there <sighs> To get us off and running Brophy Yes oh. Yes Can you show me your working Not that it matters Yeah but... St Martin Ross County and Commander Yeah good on you Eamon Brophy Any more Mark Do you want to join um... the party Anytime um... Somebody's moved about obviously. Aye Aye nah, Give me a bit of time Not all necessarily Like Out and out goal scorers Just so happens That they've scored For three teams Yeah yep. I hear what you're saying I've got to go Mark O'Hara Yes Is he? Well done Yes I'm on fire And Watch this for a seamless transition Mark O'Hara St Mirren captain And Paul is a St Mirren fan on the line How's it going Paul? How you doing guys? Thanks for having me on That was the only one that I knew By the way (laughs) (laughs) He's just stolen it from you You're in good company Paul Because apparently This student of the game Spent his spare time Mm. At Easter Road At the weekend Watching your team I don't know why I will find out um, How good was that As a start to the season? Oh Typical shit man, isn't it? Typical way of doing it. Now, um, I go to every game home and away, and I went to most of the pre-season games, so I had the the idea, you know, getting beat off in throws and Morton, here we go again. You know, it's going to be another relegation fight. And I've went for that to put my mortgage on. I was winning the league this year, so what a, game, what a difference I get my fit. I mean, absolutely unbelievable. I'm absolutely on cloud nine. I've been watching it on repeat since Sunday. Uh, I was off yesterday So I, yesterday I just sat watching the highlights But yeah I'm absolutely ecstatic Good way to spend your time Go on then You were there mm-hmm. Why? And I, I don't mean that Because um, um, I, I would go yeah. to a game on a Sunday He would go to a game on Sunday You don't even go to games on Sunday That are at Fir Park At the uh, bottom of I'm your street I'm a student of the game this Something season. has taken you to Easter Road on yeah, Sunday And I will find out what it was Yeah um, I enjoyed First and foremost I enjoyed the game uh, Five goal thriller uh, terrific crowds I said earlier At the top of the show I couldn't believe 17,500 Great travelling support From St Mirren Got off to a brilliant Brilliant start What impressed you with, About St Mirren? Uh, Organisation uh, 
I'll go back to the lad, Mark O'Hara, who we had in here, um, and his girlfriend's still in the car park, still here to this day. <laughs> uh, I thought he's he's been he's been absolutely brilliant for St Mirren, I think. Was I he think, good at the weekend? Yeah. Yeah, I, th I, th I thought St Mirren, especially the first 60 minutes, I thought they looked so organised. They played very well. Hibs changed their formation to try and match up with them after about 20, 25 minutes because St Mirren were overrun them, deserved again with their 2-0 lead. All of a sudden, a little bit of panic set in, but all credit, terrific goal. They won it, grieve with the header. Absolutely brilliant. St Mirren deserved it. Very impressed with them. Um, Stephen Robinson doing a very, very good job there. Top six finish last season as well. I think if you're a buddy just now that you're very pleased with what you're seeing at Paisley. What are you thinking, Paul, about this season then? Obviously, making that top six, can you do it again? Can you build on it? I honestly don't see no reason why not. I think something that we're kind of forgetting is we're still not playing our full team yet. Obviously, we had the, the last-minute injury on Saturday. Yeah. Big Ole Sanya had to come on. I'll hold my hands up. I had my doubts about him before Saturday, but he absolutely totally proved me wrong. We've got another four kind of main strikers sitting in the wings. Uh, obviously, bigger youngers waiting to come back as well. We've got lots of really good young players coming through the ranks just now. And I, it's just absolutely brilliant. There's, there's one player that I mean, I'm quite happy about the transfer window still open, but there's one player that people don't really talk about, and I don't understand why, and it's Ryan Strainer, right back. In my black and white shaded glasses, I think he's the best right back in Scotland just now. So if there's any uh, Saudi billionaires watching, get yourselves into the <laughs> on Saturday, or the transfer still open. Listen, the reason you know that he was good, Paul, because Roger Hanna is getting all sorts of stick for not including him in the Clyde One Super Scoreboard Team of the Week. Did he catch your eye, Terrific. Gordon? He said a very good pre-season yeah. as well, by all accounts. Terrific. Uh, I do agree. I thought he did a terrific game on Sunday. Um, I just thought that, you know, for 60 minutes to, or whatever it was, to have scored... I thought the full St Mirren team looked very comfortable. I thought everyone played as a unit, but the leader in there, and certainly the captain, Mark O'Hara, I'm, I'm really impressed with him. Mm. He had a terrific finish to last season. He scored a lot of important goals. He stepped up, scored the penalty in Sunday, Gordon. He led by example, but the rest of the teammates round about him really... You know, they chipped in with good performances. and it Saw was a in well the gym yesterday. Dedicated professional training straight to the gym, much yeah, like you would have done in your pump. Exactly, exactly in the, the old days. But look, uh, whatever he's doing, he's getting his rewards because he looks a completely different player from what we used to see at Fur Park. I think he's just the right fit for St Martin. Playing with a lot of confidence. New contract signed not that long ago. Captain say, leading by example. Um... On a much more important note, what is he up to? Why was he at Easter Road sure. on Sunday? Not sure. Something is afoot. Get it out of him. And see, he just swerved that question. He's a master at swerving the question that you <laughs> asked him. And he also keeps mentioning the attendance at Easter Road for some reason. That must be the 15th time you've told me it was 17,500. I was so but I, so I care because well, it shows you. Evidently the, so. It shows you the fans are coming out. Why? There well, too. Well, honestly, though, I'm, I'm serious because the regular listeners know you're lazy. You, you I'm don't, not lazy. You don't even go to games at Fir Park because you, you can't think be bothered. You, you gave up golf on Sunday. No, I played golf early. Like, all right. <laughs> no. All the way to Easter Road. That's a all trek from to, your house. I I've got you to live. say... That's not uh, a good drive, that. If, for anybody driving through there, please be careful. There's the no traffic's easy way terrible. to go, is there? It's <laughs> terrible. It's the worst... It's the worst... You know what happened, right? The car... They shut the roads. 
because the crowd was that big, Mark. They shut the roads. We couldn't get into the car park. Mm. We did park in a side street. I had new shoes on. The blister, <laughs> the blisters the next day were incredible. Yeah. For the yeah. games. It's the only criticism I'm giving uh, Easter Road and Hibs. You've got to steps. sort that out. It's very high as well, that stand, isn't it? Oh, it's incredible. Were you in the director's box? Um, no, I was in where the, the players' families sit. And, uh, I was sitting next to... It's your uncle, Gordon. <laughs> I was sitting next to Josh Campbell's father. Uh, I was a Mister. Uh, yeah, I was. I was Mister Campbell. I, I was. I was a bit uncomfortable because I don't know who he is, right? So they they take the subs after twenty three minutes. Lee Johnston decides. Changing oh no, it. you've not slaughtered him, have you? Oh, who comes off? Yeah, no. You're Josh, right? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sitting next to his his father there, and his father's not said a word. So I don't know it's his father. So I says, that's ridiculous. I says, never. I says, 23 minutes. I says, you oh, lose your players, right? And right, I says, okay. I thought you were going to say good. He's so, a dud. So he started thinking, <laughs> you lasted 23 so, minutes. So I kept saying, him, and, and why are you? Ah, oh, my son plays. And who's your son? Ah, oh, my son. Right, I'm going, who's your son? He didn't want to tell me because he gets sucked. Well, that could have been much worse. That that's could fine. have been a, okay. a bad situation. That's fine. Um, Paul, go on then, stick a number on it with you. Position-wise, where can you see St Mirren finishing this season? Listen, I'm, 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 I'm daft, I'm no stupid, right? First and <laughs> Just first daft. Most thing um, is, is to, stay, to stay in the league. Right? No, <laughs> not after finishing but, top six. Come on, well, live a little. Uh, of course, I'm, I'm, I'm pushing for top... I mean, what I will say, our next three games, we only take kind of three games at a time, our next three games are at home, and I think any team in the league are going to worry about coming to Paisley to, to get three points. We're very, very good at home and our next our fixtures for the next three wins are all at home. So I think it'll be very, very, very hard to get beat at home. And if we can pull off results like we did on Sunday, then there's no reason why mm. we can't we can't get over what we've done um you know, last year. What what I will just say just before I finish well, I just want to make I know what obviously on the part of the brilliant. I just need to give a big shout out to the guys behind the behind the scenes like Keith Lasley, etc. The difference in the club over the last year or so is absolutely unbelievable. Um, the whole everything from the supporters, from the background staff, we all seem to be moving together. All you need to do is look at our season time. I think we've sold over three thousand five hundred, with obviously the the other two teams quite near our doorstep. That's an incredible achievement for us. So it's a real team effort, and I'm I'm buzzing. Uh, you won't, there will be no bad words said about Keith Lasley on this show. You can rest assured. Thank you very much to Paul. Where did you two have St Mirren finishing quickly? I had them seven, six or something. Right, okay. Um, we'll see what happens. Thank you very much to Paul. Equally quickly, any more on that teaser? Andy Halliday. No. no. Stevie May. Love Rangers and Hearts. Not in the Premiership. Was Stevie May one? The scored in the. Um, no. No. Uh, Jordan White. No. Graham Carey. Yes, good shout, Graham Carey, St Mirren, Ross County oh, and St Johnston. Okay, I did say we were going to get you the lowdown on Rangers Champions League qualification opponents for tomorrow. Servette, let's do that with uh, Craig King, who's a Swiss football expert. How's it going, Craig? Yeah, not bad. How are you? Yeah, not bad, not bad at all. It won't surprise anyone listening to hear that Mark Wilson and Gordon DL are not Swiss football experts, so I'm glad that you're here uh, to bring us up to speed. In, in terms of actually the most sort of pressing news, Servette got some personnel issues for tomorrow I think I saw a, a link, bit of a lengthy absentee list for tomorrow That'll be good news for Rangers fans I assume Yeah there's about 8 players missing at last count um, Maybe more than that now But um, there was just one today with their midfielder Gion Dua Who uh, didn't get his visa today So he won't be playing, he's a big miss There's suspensions um, There's top assist, assister of 
the last two seasons, he's missing as well. So there is quite a few players that aren't going to be playing and will be a boost to Rangers. But some of them they've known about. They, they didn't have them for at least the second leg against Genk. Mm-hmm. And they managed to get through that one okay. So, yeah, it's not ideal at all. There's definitely players there that they could be doing with, especially the first leg at Ibrox. Yeah, I feel like the last week has maybe changed preconceptions about this tie. Craig, you know, maybe Genk were favourites. You look at Servette progressing and the manner that they did and then Rangers dropping points or losing um, at the weekend. It maybe changed the complexion of it a bit. What what, what type of team are, are Servette then? Is that what, what, what we saw against Genk and, you know, great organisation and defensive qualities? Is that their strength or is there something else in there? Well, I think that game in Belgium was certainly unusual because you had that red card within three minutes and the game plan went out the window right away there because, again, no one's expecting that. But they adapted well. They, they showed their defensive qualities. They did concede two goals. One of them was a penalty, but they also scored twice and got themselves back into the game again. So there's definitely a, a switch from last season when they were a bit more conservative under the last manager. Didn't score a lot of goals. Still effective and finished second. This time around, they've got a new manager in. They've only played five games, so it's hard to see exactly the difference. But they are still looking more like a high-pressing side, takes more risks. It'll be interesting to see how they line up at Ibrox because we never really got to see that game plan in Belgium. They might have planned to park the bus anyway, but they then had no choice when that red card happened. So I think in Glasgow and at Ibrox, they'll be definitely looking to hit Rangers on the counter and soak up some pressure but they've got attacking qualities in the team as well Who would be I mean one one name maybe a couple in terms of you know danger men or, or players to watch out for for Rangers Well the first one that comes to mind for me is Chris Bedia he's the striker he's scored four goals in five games already one assist he scored in that second leg 12 goals last season as well so he's going to be the main danger man for me up front you've also got Angel Crivelli and Miroslav Stepanovic they're going to be missing at least for the, the first leg um, but they might be ones to watch out for in the second leg if they're fit or um, available so they'll be two to watch as well you've also got Timothy Cognat who came through from the Challenge League with Servette he's been on this journey with them back up to the top league and now into the Champions League and he's improved alongside the team he's involved in all three goals last week in that second leg and put in a really great performance so he's one to watch as well mm. What's the, the sort of mood or the feeling been like in Swiss football circles I think it probably goes down as not easy but you know, winnable I think that's the respectable way of, of saying it from a Rangers perspective but Servette possibly feel the same I, I don't know what's what's the, the feeling been like? I think the optimism's definitely grown since last week there wasn't many people that expected them to get through this tie against Genk even less so when they went down to 10 men so early in that second leg so of course getting such a result in those circumstances really boosts morale and it really gives that belief again but I don't think anyone's under any illusions of how difficult this game is against Rangers they go in as as the underdogs they're a team that are very inexperienced at a European level they only played in the Europa League a couple of seasons ago first time in Europe for almost a decade and then again they're at this Champions League level but everything now to the team is, is a bonus and to the fans as well They've secured European football of some description in the Europa League after winning that last knockout round and they'll just enjoy this. They'll definitely have a go and have some optimism that they can cause Rangers problems but if they go out then so be it and if they can get better than 
better than that and advance another mm. round, then that's just magnificent for them as well. And what lies in wait for the Rangers fans next week? I think the the read it's the first sellout in in ten years or something like that. Yeah, I didn't even know that start until this week, so it's uh, quite incredible, really, because the stadium's been open since two thousand and three. It's sold out, and that first opening game against Young Boys. And then it's taken so long to sell out again, but mainly because the stadium at 30,000 capacity is probably a little too big. And the club's been through quite a lot over the last 20 years or so, where they've jumped from divisions and been in financial difficulty and things like that. But again, this is reward for what they've achieved last season to get to this stage. And then again, in that last round against Genk, it's really everyone's bought in again, and it's going to be a really great atmosphere, hostile atmosphere. And again, they'll be hoping that they can keep this first leg tight and take Rangers back to Geneva and really mm-hmm. make everything as, as um, good as possible for them to try and get a result at home. Good man, Craig. Appreciate your time. That was Craig King, a Swiss football expert. Always like doing that before the games. Now we've got an idea how Servette will line up, go about things, who their danger men are. They do have that lengthy injury list, though. Or absentee list. Maybe that's a, a bit of encouragement for you, Rangers fans. So thanks again to Craig. How are you two doing mm. on this full-time teaser? So remember, it's eight players currently in the Scottish Premiership who've scored a goal in the Scottish Premiership for three different clubs who are currently in the Scottish Premiership. I'm going to throw one in. Johnny Hayes at Aberdeen? Johnny Hayes at Aberdeen is not one. The one. So you've got Eamon Brophy, Mark O'Hara and Graham Carey. Um, Devlin? Which one? Anyone? Nope. Matthew Ra- Ralston Matthew Breckenridge no, St. Johnston has got United. one Sean McHugh's got some I've done that sounds this question eh? John Suter no, no. no. I can't understand that. Halliday won Livingston Rangers and Hearts surely mm. he won't have scored in the Scottish Premiership for Livingston oh right okay. oh, yeah. Shinny nope can we just go through Matty every... Kennedy Aberdeen come up Yes Nope Nope Nope, nope, nope. nope. Marley Watkins Oh no I'm from this No no he's Alright no he's not on the list anyway Come on We seem to be hitting the crossbar But unfortunately we're not there is, There's a striker in there right One striker in particular Who played at the weekend Featured heavily in our discussions at the weekend Didn't get on the score sheet But Might have Might have had a penalty <laughs> Who might have had a penalty <laughs> Simon Murray Murray. Simon Murray Ross uh, Hibbs Dundee And Ross County I forgot he was at Hibbs Okay We'll get the rest of the answers next Number one For football In Glasgow and the West 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Mark Wilson And Gordon Diel Are here They are uh, Struggling Shall we say That's an understatement Mm. They are struggling With this full time teaser So thank you to the Crazy Pony For sending it in and your nightly reminder that if you want to send a question in, we'd love to have them on the show. So it's fulltime at Clyde1.com. That's the email address. The pony tonight says, eight players currently in the Scottish Premiership. They've scored in the Premiership for three different clubs that are currently in the Premiership. Sounds very worthy, but once you hear the examples, Eamon Brophy, Ross County, Kilmarnock, St Mirren, Mark O'Hara, Simon Murray, Graham Carey. That's what you had before the break. Got one. I'll decide, thank you very much. Mm, guaranteed. Ooh. Motherwell fan, should know my players. McGinn. Stephen O'Donnell. Paul McGinn. Paul McGinn, well Hibs, done. Hibs, St Mern and Motherwell. That's funny because you guessed every other Motherwell <laughs> player apart from him until I said Paul McGinn. 
Scott Wright. Bro. Well done. Yeah, thanks. He might not be on this question next week if he mm, leaves, but yeah. I don't know, he's still technically around, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah confirmed. Yeah. So um unless um I mean of course the pony sent this in probably a couple of weeks ago, maybe. No, but it's it's, it's right, of course. I'm I'm overcomplicating it. Scott Wright, Rangers. Aberdeen and Dundee, okay, two to get. Two to get. Pretty tough, I must say. Mm. Yeah, really I, tough. I thought the first six were pretty right. tough. <laughs> Just like you two are like schoolboys, all weird yeah. bits of paper. I watch you during the break, holding them. I mean, of course, yeah. it's school holidays, so maybe you're off. You're, it's funny how he's taking your, your mind off the ball. When the camera's on, as he usually is, when he. This is very true. Now that we're streaming the show. I just wonder if you lot out there can help me out, right? Provide a service here because if you've listened to the show historically in years gone by, you'll have noticed that I've got a sneaky suspicion that in the full-time teaser, Gordon Deal looks at his phone <laughs> and then suddenly gets all these answers. And, and would they look the, at... The nation's going to help me here. The listening public are going to help they, me out. <laughs> would, they, would they look at... Text messages from people who give you the answers. Oh, right, okay, which Roger Hanna would do. Can we zoom in, please, on that one? See that camera there? Yep, over his shoulder. Zoom in do, on that phone. Can they phone. actually do that? 100%. Oh, oh, oh. You'll not want that's to look what you're looking at. Yeah, that's privacy on that phone. Well, <laughs> bet. I won't be opening that phone. The state of that phone case. That, pho- that phone case is okay. That'll do me an hour season. Yeah, okay. Do, do something completely on a, on a tangent, right? I was like saying about you two doing homework at school holidays or whatever. Mm. Did I tell you the scene that I witnessed when I drove into Clyde Bank this afternoon? It's a great place, right? Never a dull day in Clyde Bank. And uh, you won't believe me when I say this, but I, ge- I'm, I genuinely was going for a healthy option, right? But I, ne- I needed it to be drive through. I thought I cannot get out of the car. I can't be bothered, and I'm rushing. So I'm possibly the only guy who goes to McDonald's for a salad, right? And it was a terrible choice, right? You must admit. <laughs> I was trying to be good. It was a rubbish choice. And a coffee, a weird combination uh, to come in here to keep me awake because you two bore me to tears, right? Anyway, so I got in at the drive-thru and there's a bit of a hold-up at the drive-thru because there was, you know, it must be that stage in the school holidays where you just don't know what to get up to. So there was two young guys in front of me one in an Asda trolley and the other one pushing it. Right? Through the drive Trying through. to go through the drive-thru. <laughs> and their mates were all standing at the side, like filming them, like waiting for this big moment, I suppose, to be on, I don't know, TikTok or Snapchat or whatever. So I did what I any self-respecting that. person would do. And I took a picture of them. You've got to, And mate. they were delighted. You've got to. Thumbs up. And, uh, yeah. the, I'd, see, can somebody who works in these fast food restaurants <laughs> tell me, is there a wee camera in that machine? Is that how they know that somebody's at the... the they must be. They must yeah. be. Did they get served? Please come to the next so, window. So they must have noted. They must have not liked what they saw, and they refused to <laughs> serve them. So the wee guys. <laughs> so the wee guys. Oh, out the trolley, bashing the machine. Uh, maybe that's why they didn't serve them. That's and, not uh, the best. Shouting at the it. machine, and I thought, yeah, no, I, listen, not that we'd condone that behaviour, but what? Listen, it's a school holidays out there, and if you've not got a car, yourself. you don't want yeah. to go in. It's the next best way. Maybe yeah, that's you think trolley. you took the trolley back for a pound? Do you still do that? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Because I went this morning, I didn't have a coin. Carnage. Had to chuck my two-year-old in one of the trolleys in. that doesn't have a seat. Put she it was, in the basket. She was freestyling all oh. the way around. Just had to sit in where the food goes. You need Nightmare. a trolley coin, mate, on your key ring. Oh, listen, I've got loads, but I'm not organised. I, no. I don't know where they are. I can't believe they didn't serve the boys in the trolley. Uh. <laughs> Shame on you, Clyde Bank McDonald's. No, Where's your sense yeah, of humour? That's good. I like that. Yeah, I like I that. Pretty happy with it as well. I must admit, something that you would have done in your day. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. Bit of, bit <laughs> probably, of do, probably do it tonight. Um, I can't believe actually that we are almost out of time. 
we spent far too long talking about McDonald's drive-throughs, um, and I think you're pretty much there on the quickly before think, we go tomorrow. Are Rangers going to do it first part of the business? But, but, get it done. I, I think they will. I, I think they will have enough. Things will slowly get together. But just what we've heard there, eight major absentees. It would be a huge shock if Rangers don't get a positive result tomorrow. Gordon DL quickly. Uh, yeah, I think they'll bounce back from the disappointment of Rugby Park on Saturday night. So yeah, I'm, I'm fancy Rangers tomorrow. Okay, looking for two more players currently in the Premiership who've scored for three Premiership clubs. Take it away, two more. You've got Paul McGinn, Graham Carey, Scott Wright, Simon Murray, Mark O'Hara, Eamon Brophy. These two are really tough. Need clues. Okay, Hearts, Rangers, Livingston. And it's not Halliday? No. Different order. Hearts, Rangers, Livingston. In that order. In that order? Hearts, Rangers, Livingston, go Rangers. So he would have been a teammate of Halliday's at Rangers. Yeah. He's now at Livy. He started at Hearts. Oh. Yes, Jason Holt. Well done. And the last one's very tough. Hearts, St Johnston, Ross County. Mm, Where is Roger Hanna? Also played for Hamilton Ackies. Did he have a spell at St Johnston as well? Oh, I might be just confusing things. Mm, no, no, no. Get Anderson. He shares his first name. <laughs> Stephen Anderson. But he shares he shares his first name with the first name of the team that he plays for, which is Ross County. Ross, Ross, um, L- Ross, Big Rossy. Ah, Ross, Roscoe. He's of average size, I would say. He's average size Ross. 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 You know Ross. I do know Ross. Medium sized Ross. Yeah. Callahan. Oh, I can't believe we never get that. Thank you, Mark Wilson and Gordon DL. Back tomorrow with Cami Bell and Marvin Bartley. Looking forward to it. Thanks for joining us. We'll speak to you at six o'clock tomorrow.